Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Hopefully you're, uh, you're enjoying your day today. Hey, I want to remind you, uh, for those uh, listening to the program, uh, last year uh, and years past, uh, it has always been all of you on the network that is really, you've really come through when it comes to helping the kids. And obviously our 14th annual, I shouldn't say our, but the fan, our flagship station out of Milwaukee, the 14th annual toy drive coming up. And it's already underway. Uh, we encourage, uh, going to have a 24-hour broadcast, as a matter of fact, coming up next week. But uh, in in doing so, it's basically there to raise all the awareness for, because we we got to do everything virtually this year. So if there's anything that you can give, anything that you can give uh, for the kids, we would certainly uh, appreciate it. And the best way to do it, for those that want to know, uh, and have that in their heart to do so, go ahead and go to uh, 1250amthefan.com. That is 1250amthefan.com. And you can then uh, find the link for the 14th Annual Toy Drive, and you can donate, and uh, and we would appreciate it. And help us help the kids. That's what it's all about. Not just this time of year, but this is uh, the fundraiser for them that lasts through the entire season. So if you can help us out, if you can do so, that would be absolutely fantastic. So really would appreciate it. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648 if you want to chime in. The Bucks did not get Bogdanovich. Didn't happen. For whatever reason, it just didn't. And now you've got the roster. Drew Holiday was announced today. Um, they announced their signings, obviously. Um, but where they stand right now, are the Bucks a better team than what they were last year? I, and, and again, it's not that you're getting a ton of in Bogdanovich or not Bogdanovich, but in Drew Holiday's case, it's this. This is the way I look at it. Uh, I like Derek Bledsoe. I did. I do. 
but when it came to the postseason, he was another guy. He wasn't a standout. Holiday is a lockdown defender, and he does that pretty much throughout the season. He's not overly spectacular when it comes to his numbers offensively. He's very, very solid. But if you look at his numbers in the postseason, his numbers have been extremely solid and extremely sure. And so I guess um, if if I'm going to be a Bucks fan and, and be optimistic, because we know the Bucks can win in the regular season, they're going to. It's just what they do, barring injury. So do you look at the Bucks being a better team now? And I'm not talking better as in just record. I am talking about better in the sense that when they get to the postseason, they got a better grouping of personnel to get themselves deep. Now they're starting five as of right now. I would say I think there's more trust there. Uh, Drew Holiday's probably got more trust than than Eric Bledsoe did, but they're still, um, you know, with Brooke Lopez guarding the middle. Robin Lopez has chosen to go elsewhere. We know that, but uh, but I still think that they're a solid team. Are they a better team now, in your eyes, than they were, we'll say, two months ago, three months ago? Are they a better team now? 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Are they a better team now than what they were just a little while ago? So I, I, I'd like to get your opinion on this. Um, with a lot of the big-name uh, NBA free agents off the board, they consider like the the elite teams in the NBA, uh, the defending champion Lakers, who were very busy. While the others are trying to kind of deal with the loss of other key free agents, one of the biggest moves uh, involving eight conference semifinalists came Sunday when the Lakers won the battle with the 2019 champion Toronto Raptors to land the former All Star NBA center Mark Gasol. So the Lakers have helped their chances. The Clippers, losing Harold doesn't look like such a bad thing for the Clippers, who were able to use their non-taxpayer mid-level exemption in the Raptors uh, to add the Raptors' other key center, Serge Ibaka. The Bucks, despite the failed attempt to complete the sign-and-trade for restricted free agent uh, Bogdanovich, the Bucks' starting five looks better with the addition of two-time All-Star Drew Holiday from the New Orleans Pelicans via the trade. Compared to Eric Bledsoe in the ice-cold 24% three-point shooting in the past couple of seasons. Uh, less, though, impressed by the Bucks' bench makeover after the Bucks traded away George Hill as a part of the holiday deal, and they lost Wesley, Wesley Matthews, and I mentioned Robin Lopez, to free agency, and Marvin Williams goes to retirement. Now, George Hill and Robin Lopez, I really liked. Matthews as well. George Hill I liked because he was kind of that on-the-floor coach and uh, and and Matthews came up with some big shots last season for this team. Um, but the the Bucks have um, have they've got some defensive options now to complement Giannis, but um, you know they don't have a lot. And losing a guy like Divincenzo who was coming into his own, uh, the Heat are are about the same. The Rockets' offseason moves have been overshadowed by the speculation about the future of James Harden and Russell Westbrook, who both uh, want to get out. Um, Toronto 
like the Heat, Toronto balancing the flexibility with 2020-2021 competitiveness. Uh, Boston Celtics, no contender, suffered a bigger single loss in free agency than the Celtics, who saw, saw Gordon Hayward. He declines at what was a $34-plus million player option to agree to a four-year, $120 million deal with the Charlotte Hornets because the market for perimeter players not nearly as deep as the one for centers. So it's kind of the kind of the breakdown right now. And then you've got Giannis, uh, whether or not he's going to sign the five-year, $228 million Supermax in the coming days. Uh, it's as big a moment in the league as the league has, has had since Kevin Durant's free agency. There have been numerous superstars to relocate and change the balance of power in the league since then, but uh, Giannis' choice not to, uh, not to do that, at least right now, uh, it defines the the box. It controls how a handful of franchises, some with championship aspirations, handle the strategy for next year and perhaps the fate of the Supermax contract itself. Giannis is signing, whether now or next summer, likely to be the most important moment in the Bucks franchise history since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar asked to be traded back in 1974. And Milwaukee, they haven't had a player this good in forever. Um. And the, the, the Bucks are confident he's going to be back. They're doing everything they can. And Giannis has been in Greece, where he's been since mid-September. They believe that he's going to come back and sign that contract. So so we'll see. But give me your thoughts on the Bucks offseason uh, this far. Let's go to David listening to us in Green Bay. David, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, pretty good. Uh, I just want to say I think the Bucks have definitely improved uh, – Drew Holiday is an even better defensive player than Bledsoe, and he's a vastly superior playmaker. And he does a much better job of getting other players involved in the offense. And I also personally think their bench is a little bit better. I thought they got rid of a lot of older, aging guys, and they replaced them with some exciting younger players like Brent. I'd, I'd rather have Bryn Forbes than Matthews or Corver. I think Augustine is the perfect uh, replacement for Hill. I think they're basically carbon copies of each other. And I think Portis is better than uh, Lopez or... Elias Silva at this point in his career, so really? I don't okay. think their bench is quite. I don't think their bench is quite as deep, but I think it's a little bit better. So okay, I think you. their beach. Uh, I, I think their beach. Appreciate the phone call. I think their bench. I think their bench has lost a little something, but um, it doesn't mean you still can't continue to to build it. Uh, what they're going to do additionally, we'll have to wait and see, but. Uh, but I, I still think that uh, for what they've done, I am um, I'm cautiously optimistic. I guess their bench was a strength last year, it really was. When they there was times where the starters basically were status quo, where they were even, and the bench really is what sep- uh, separated them from uh, from other teams. And you know the old adage is, and I'll never forget Irsan Ilyasova telling me this, that you know look, your starting five is going to get you to the postseason. Your bench is going to be what's win- what wins you a championship, and he was pretty emphatic about it. So I, I, I still think that uh, this Bucks bench uh, is going to be it's going to loom large. It's going to be very important to this team. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Let's do this. When we come back, we will frenzy. When we will come back and uh, run through all of the NFL now that everything is complete. We'll get into that. Then Jim Polzina, the Wisconsin State Journal, talking some Badgers. After that, you're going to hear from Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Michael Lombardi, the Radio.com Sports NFL Insider, going to be uh, going to be here just uh, after the top of the hour, top of the next hour. Uh, you're going to hear from him 
about this Packers team as well. A lot coming up yet on the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, strawberry flavors. They got it all. Go to BudLight.com to see all the details. More of the Bill Michaels Show and we frenzy next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Russ looks. He's going to lay it up over the top. He's got a man down there. It's Metcalf. He's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Another big football weekend. Give to Gurley. Dives over the pile. Stood up and is into the end zone anyway for the Falcons. Touchdown. Time to look around the rest of the league. This time, it's a handoff. No, it's a fake. Lance into the end zone. Touchdown, Zucker. Listen, he faked you. He faked, faked, faked me. He faked everybody. This is the football frenzy on the Bill Michaels Show. Here's the flip to McCaffrey. Jeffrey to the right, picks up a good block from Moten and scores. Touchdown, Carolina. Second down, handoff, Elliott banging at the goal line. That's a touchdown, Cowboys. Welcome back. We are glad you are with us. Thanks so much. Hey, if I misspoke in the last segment, I was talking about Dante DiVincenzo. He was a part of that trade. It didn't happen. So Dante is back. But I was talking about the loss of Dante DiVincenzo as a shooter regarding the bench. Had Bogdanovich's trade gone down, but it decided trade, but it did not. So some people going crazy on Twitter. And if I misspoke, my apologies. But that's what I was referring to when you talk about the bench overall. I do like the bench where it's at. I just think that uh, you lose a guy like George Hill, kind of that coach on the floor I wanted to be clear as to what I was saying because some of you came after me and if I misspoke my bad my bad uh but we get into it we've got the frenzy time to do it always love the frenzy the Browns the Eagles Kareem Hunt five yards out in the misery and the rain and the muck second down and goal takes the snap he's going to give the ball running right side here comes Hunt to the outside he's in the corner to the five and he leaps for the pylon touchdown Kareem Hunt Kareem Hunt gets in on the Browns radio network. Kareem Hunt in that contest, by the way, 13 carries, 11 yards, and a touchdown. But it was Nick Chubb, 20 carries, 114 yards. Did not dent the end zone. Baker Mayfield, 12 of 22, 204 yards. Uh, Quarterback rating of 86.2. Did not dent the end zone nor throw a pick. Uh, But Carson Wentz, 21 of 35, 235 yards, but two TDs and two picks on the day, proving costly. There you have it again on the Browns Radio Network. Then you got the Saints, the Falcons. Taysom Hill comes through in a big way for New Orleans on Sunday. Hill fakes the handoff, looking to throw. Running out to his left, looking downfield. He's going to tuck it and run at the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Taysom Hill! Touchdown, Taysom Hill. The pride of Whitewater, 24-9. The Saints get the win on the Saints Radio Network. Saints go to 8-2. and two. Falcons fall to 3-7. and seven. Only dropping nine. Nine. That's it. A couple of field goals uh, in the second quarter, one in the first, and that was all she wrote. They did not dent the scoreboard in the second half of that contest. Meanwhile, the uh, the Redskins, I should say the Washington football team, I'm so used to calling them the Redskins, and the Bengals. Alex Smith, he connects with Steven Sims for the score. Smith takes, looks right now back to the left, throws to the center of the end zone, and connects with Steven Sims. Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington! Three-yard pass, Smith to Sims. There you go. The final of that contest, 20-9. Washington gets the win. Uh, The Bengals lose, but they lost also their guy, Joe Burrow, 22-34, 203 yards and a touchdown. 
had a pretty good day going, uh, and then he ended up going down with that knee injury. He is done for the season and may not be back even until mid-next year. Alex Smith, 17-25, another guy that knows about injury. 166 yards, a touchdown, did throw a pick as well. But uh, Washington walks away with the victory. The Panthers and the Lions, P.J. Walker hits Curtis Samuel for the touchdown. Walker to throw, has time. Uncorks a long one end zone. Samuel, yes, sir, touchdown, Carolina. Samuel made the catch, two feet inbounds. 13-0 Carolina, and the end zone celebration ensues. Carolina Radio Network. Uh, they blanked the Lions 20 to nothing in that particular contest. Lions go to 4-6, and six, Panthers go to 4-7. and seven. The Steelers and the Jaguars. The Steelers did what the Packers could not do, and that is beat up on a bad team. The Steelers remain undefeated, and Big Ben hits this deep shot to his favorite target, Chase Claypool. Ben is in the backfield by himself. Wide side to his right. He gets the snap, throws it long down the near sideline. Chase Claypool with a diving grab for a touchdown for Claypool, the rookie out of Notre Dame. That is his seventh touchdown receiving. Make that number eight on the year. There you go, 27-3, the final in that contest on the Steelers radio network. Ben Roethlisberger, 32 of 46, 267 yards, two touchdowns, one pick on the day. Luton, 16 of 37, 151, but through not one, not two, not three, but four, four picks. I mean, that was one thing the Packers couldn't do. I mean, he would throw it to him; they just couldn't bring it in. But uh, they ended up uh, getting drilled. The Jaguars, 27 to three, the final in that contest. The Titans and the Ravens. The Baltimore defense. Had tackling issues all day. They could not bring down Derrick Henry. He scores the game winner. Henry gets the carry running left. Henry to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the Yes! Oh, yes! 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 Touchdown, Titans! As the Titans will run out of Baltimore with a shocker in OT. 30-24. 34-30-24 on the Titans Radio Network. The Titans get the win. Derrick Henry on the day, 28 carries, 133 yards. Had that 29-yard touchdown scamper right there. Ryan Tannehill, 22 of 31, 259. A couple of touchdowns and a pick, a 104.1 quarterback rating. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson, 17 of 29, 186 yards, a touchdown and a pick, and also 15 carry or 13 carries, 51 yards on the day and not looking anywhere near the MVP status that he was last season. Deshaun Watson, by the way, in the Texans and the Patriots contest, continues to have a nice season. He's got a four-yard score. Watson looking, pumping, escaping up the middle. Deshaun going for the end zone, taking people with him across the goal line. Touchdown, Deshaun Watson, and the Texans take the lead. And the Texans get the win. 27-20, 27-20, the final on the Texans radio network. Deshaun Watson, 28-37, 344 yards, a couple of touchdowns, 121.9 quarterback rating. Cam Newton, 26-40, 356, a touchdown, a 102.6 quarterback rating. Not a bad day at the office for Cam Newton. No picks. Uh, he did run the ball a little bit, the three carries for six yards, so it wasn't like he was off and running all day. But uh, nevertheless, Deshaun Watson would just prove just to be a little bit too much for the Patriots on the Houston Texans radio network. And uh, the Patriots, they fall to the Texans 27-20. Patriots now 4-6 on the season, Texans 3-7. The Broncos and the Dolphins, Melvin Gordon, the former Badger standout, takes it in for a second touchdown of the afternoon. They hand it off running right, Melvin Gordon squares, breaks a hole, 10-5, touchdown Denver. 20-yard scamper by Melvin Gordon. 
Twenty to thirteen, the final on the Broncos Radio Network. Melvin Gordon, fifteen carries, eighty-four yards, two touchdowns. Lock goes eighteen of thirty, two hundred and seventy yards, one pick. Uh, not a great day. Tua Tagaloa, Tagaloa, uh, eleven of twenty, eighty-three yards, one touchdown. But he was just—he was getting hit, sacked six times, and wasn't getting away. Was just taking the hits, and they ended up pulling him, putting in Ryan Fitzpatrick who goes 12 of 18, 117 yards, and throws a pick on the day. And now you got all kinds of controversy down there in Miami as the Dolphins take it on the chin. The Chargers and the Jets, Justin Herbert, another solid performance for him. Herbert rolls to his left, still holding the ball, goes to the end zone, caught touchdown, Chargers. Keenan Allen, why not add a touchdown to all those catches and yards today? A nice bow on a heck of an afternoon. And the third touchdown toss from Herbert. On the Chargers radio network, uh, 37 of 49, 366 yards, and three touchdowns by Justin Herbert. Three. Meanwhile, Joe Flacco, remember that name? 15 of 30, 205 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and a pick, an 80.6 quarterback rating. But a nice day. Keenan Allen, 16 catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown. Man, a big, big day. Coming off the Chargers radio network, the Cowboys and the Vikings. How about them Cowboys? How we go? Andy Dalton to uh, Dalton Schultz for the go-ahead touchdown. Dalton in the pistol, Elliott behind him. Lamb in motion right. Play fake. Looking in the middle of the end zone to Schultz. Touchdown. With a minute 37 left, Dalton to Schultz, and the Cowboys have regained the lead. With the PAT, it made it 31-28. And that's the way it would end. The Cowboys get the win on the Cowboys Radio Network. Andy Dalton, 22 of 32, 203 yards, three touchdowns. Did throw a pick. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 22 of 30, 314 yards, three touchdowns. A really good day, but just they couldn't get it done. Dalvin Cook, 27 carries, 115 yards. He got in the end zone as well. It's just that uh, they just did a little bit more via the Cowboys. And they stopped Dalvin Cook down near the goal line to be able to put the hammer down and ended up winning that contest. Cowboys go to 3-7. and seven. Uh, meanwhile, the Vikings go to four and six on the season. The Chiefs and the Raiders, speaking go-ahead touchdowns, Patrick Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey in the end zone. Raiders rush four. Mahomes retreats, steps up into the pocket. He throws it late for the end zone. Kelsey wide open. Touchdown, Kansas City. Why not? Mahomes to Kelsey again to take the lead on a 22-yard touchdown pass with 28 seconds to go in regulation. Chiefs Radio Network, why not? 34 of 45, 348 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick for Patrick Mahomes. Derek Carr, 23 of 31, 275 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick on the afternoon or evening, I should say. That was a Sunday night contest, but it was the the Chiefs coming out on top in that one. They get the win. They go to 9-1. The Raiders go to 6-4, and and the Chiefs avenge a little bit. It wasn't a blowout, but they avenged that loss from earlier this season. The only blemish on the record was given to them. By the Raiders. And then last night, Jared Goff connects with Cam Akers for the score. Goff breaks the huddle, calls for it from the shotgun. Back to throw, swings it left. It's Akers who takes it in. The catch at the one and the touchdown in front of Kevin Minter, the linebacker. Van Jefferson first. Now Cam Akers with his first touchdown as a Ram. 27-24, the final. Tom Brady picked off late in that contest. And uh, after that, they get a gay field goal. He ends up putting them over the top, but don't forget. And Tom Brady, 26 of 48, 216 yards, a couple of touchdowns, but a couple of costly picks in this one as well. Jared Goff, 39 of 51, 376, three touchdowns, two picks. Not a great day for either quarterback, but it was just enough 
for the Rams to get over the top. The Rams go to seven and three. The Buccaneers go to seven and four. And that, my friends, is how we frenzy. There you have it. Brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Quick Trip. Don't forget, what's for dinner tonight? Quick Trip's got you covered. Stop in, check out their quick home, take home, heat and eat meals. Good, good stuff, just like mom would make. All you got to do is stop in a Quick Trip, swipe that quick rewards card, and you are good to go. Jim Polzine of the State Journal going to talk some Badger football, Badger basketball, all kinds of good stuff. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Hey, don't forget our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. They got you covered when it comes to uh, beautifying your home, making it more efficient, making it more economical, also adding value to your home, and probably more important, uh, making it safe and secure, which in today's day and age is something that a lot of people are concerned about. And I don't blame you, quite honest with you. But they got great deals going on right now. And by the end of the month, coming up this weekend, or going into next week, I should say, uh, right now, they've got uh, 5% bonus savings when you go there for your initial consultation. You say, that's for me. On top of no money down, no payments, and no interest for two years. Yep, you can Pella now, and you can pay later, as they say, plus 5% bonus savings when you order at your initial consultation. Schedule that free, free consultation at PellaWI.com, PellaWI.com. Com. Or you can just stop into the amazing Pella Experience Centers, Brookfield, Green Bay, and now in Madison as well, and discover how easy it can be to say yes to our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Jim Polzine, State Journal, also uh, covering the Badgers for us. You can find him at Jim Polzine, WSJ, on Twitter. Jim, how you doing? Good, Bill. How are you? We're doing well. So, um, do you think they're going to have a game this weekend, or uh, is because there's a lot of bad news coming out of Minnesota right now? Yeah, you never know. And this is such a—it's not even a daily thing. It's like an hourly thing where I could say one thing now, and an hour it'll change. It's just kind of the way things are in the COVID nineteen era. Um, it doesn't look good, certainly. I mean, Minnesota's already had problems all season long with with players who are held out, um, and it only looks like it's getting worse and Wisconsin had the same thing a couple of weeks ago like you know you got you try to get your try to get a handle on it you have multiple positive tests lead to just more and more and more and you got at some point you got to stop the spread before you can think about playing football so i don't know the exact count of where minnesota's at um but the fact that they are not practicing today i think is a is a really bad sign yeah, no doubt. Uh, so talk about uh, this past weekend and what went so – I mean, I guess the question we asked a little bit earlier, is it fair to criticize them? Is it fair to really come down on them because a lot of their weapons weren't there at that contest? So you tell me what you saw that just went so wrong for them down in Evanston, Illinois. Well, I sat there at the game thinking I've seen this movie before because, it, it, you know, it, it seems like strange things happen at Ryan Field every time UW goes down there. Um, so it shouldn't be all that surprising. You know, I do think that ha- not having Davis and Pryor was a game changer. Um, it's just that's the two most consistent wide receivers Wisconsin has. And, you know, they, they, they just didn't have much rhythm without those guys to get open. Um, and I really think that, that affected Graham Mertz. Now, that said, he started out pretty well in that game. And um, it looked like things were going along normal, and then he just, you know, about mid-second quarter, second quarter on, 
things changed for him, and he was off. A couple of his throws were off, got picked off. Um, fumbles were an issue. It just it, it was not a good performance, and you can blame. There were some calls early that went against Wisconsin, but you know, Badgers had plenty of time to make up for that those calls, and it, it was it was it was a poor performance, and it's one that's really you know almost certainly going to cost them a chance to play for a Big Ten title. Yeah. Um, now, is did Graham Mertz, is this the first chink in the armor when it comes to poise because he didn't have his normal, uh, you know, array of weapons around him that maybe there was a little bit of uh, – because I was watching his feet. He was he was doing a lot of dancing. I was watching him moving a little bit. Was this the first time that maybe we saw a little bit of a chink in the armor when it came to poise in the pocket? Yeah, I think so. And, and the important thing to remember, you know, I wrote this Saturday night, is that he's a freshman, right? There's, there's bound to be freshman moments, um, you know, no matter how good he looked – early on in his career, um, it's his third career start and, and certainly the, the toughest defense he's gone against. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to be overly critical of, of him um, considering the, the lack of experience he has, but y- you could see that you could see some footwork issues. And, you know, I saw a little bit of that in the Illinois game and, and Michigan game, and he got away with it at times. Um, he didn't get away with it the other day against Northwestern. It's a better defense. It's a, it's a more experienced, smarter defense. And, um, you just couldn't get away with it. And then again, you know, it, not having Pryor and Davis there just limited his options. And Jake Ferguson was banged up for, you know, a good portion of that game too. So, you know, between that and a, and a running game that isn't totally consistent yet, that's that's a lot of red flags there that, that Wisconsin's offense had to overcome. And, you know, it didn't score the last 50 minutes of the game after after the Mertz to DK um, long ball that that was successful. So it was just it was a really it was a slug, you know, kind of a slog, and 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 they couldn't find a way to move the ball consistently and shot themselves in the foot a ton. Mm-hmm. I was going to say uh, the inability to run the football consistently has become the relying on the arm more so than they are on the run, and that's a complete flip flop for what Wisconsin has has been known for over the years. Um, is there is there room to run up front? Or are we looking at uh, a, a you know a core of running backs that you know while they're good they're not dynamic? Well, I think you know we've seen glimpses of Jalen Berger the last two weeks or the last two games, um, the true freshman from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He's shown something. He's he's got a little bit of wiggle. He's got something the other guys don't have. And I think he had 15 carries last week for 90 plus yards. Um, so it's there. I think I think he's probably the answer. I don't know that he's going to be a 25 to 30 carry type guy like Jonathan Taylor was. But I think Berger has offered them something that, that they just were lacking previously. Um, I know there was some criticism that they didn't go to Berger enough on Saturday. And I just right. think they got themselves at times in some situations where, um, you know, second and medium situations where, you know, they tried to get in better third down situations. It just didn't happen. Sometimes they shot themselves in the foot with penalties. Um, I thought the turning point of the game uh, was in the second quarter. They, they had a third and one at Northwestern's 36. And, chose to throw deep or try to throw deep um, and catch Northwestern off guard. I think Northwestern had like 10 guys in the box. Um, and Mertz got sacked for a two-yard loss, and Wisconsin punted from the 38 instead of trying to go for it. I just thought that was a real switch of momentum. I think Mertz's numbers fell off after that, and, and clearly Wisconsin's offense was you know, never really good after that either. And, and so that one play, that one decision, I understand why Paul Chris did it, but it certainly backfired on them, and, and, and that, that was a turning point in the game. Has some of the uh, – I've been watching the last couple of days, and has some of the criticism that, you know, well, the Badgers are good, but they're always going to have that clunker. Paul Christ is always going to have that one game that trips him up. 
Is that criticism warranted? I, I just, you know, if you look at college football today, very few programs have a sure thing. You know, you can always talk about Alabama. You can talk about Ohio State. You can talk about right now Clemson. Maybe Notre Dame to a certain extent, although Notre Dame seems to have them more often than not. I, I don't think it's a fair criticism to knock him as a head coach that he's always going to have one of those clunkers. Yeah, and I don't even know if I'd throw this in the clunker category. Um, Illinois last year, losing down there as a 20-some point favorite, that was a clunker to me. This one's a pretty good Northwestern team. They haven't lost yet. Um, Pat Fitzgerald has a history of of having teams that are smart and tough. And, and this, you know, they had a really rocky season last year, but they've bounced back. They've got a really experienced group, especially on defense. they got a quarterback now who's you can count on. Um, so I think this is a good team. I think it's certainly a top – 20 top 15 team and so losing a road game there um is not something i would call a clunker uh, you know could wisconsin have won yes certainly and and did plenty of uh, of um you know imploding on its own to lose that game but i don't know that that it that i would put this one so much on on paul Chris' inability to avoid clunkers um not again you know not to use the the have not having two receivers um as an excuse, but it certainly is a factor when two of your better playmakers are on the sidelines watching instead of being out there. So, you know, I think this whole, and the other thing too, uh, this whole season's weird. Uh, the, you know, the lack of an off season, um, I think you're seeing week to week around college football that, that strange things are happening. Um, it's really hard to predict what's going to happen week to week. And, you know, I think Wisconsin ran into a good opponent and, um, you know, couldn't overcome that. And, you know, it certainly changed how you look at this, team i mean you were thinking hey possibility to go undefeated during the regular season and and play ohio state for a chance to go play in the playoff and now that's out the window um with this one loss so it's it's kind of changed how you view this team but i don't know that it's changed how i view paul christ as a coach necessarily uh real quick before i let you go a lot of gloom and doom being uh, spouted about uh, the end or about the the basketball season the ncaa basketball season Give me your thoughts because uh, I know they're talking about limited travel and I know they're trying to stay close, but traveling is traveling. I, I, I don't know. It's more window dressing at this point. It's about keeping your guys safe and how you're going to be able to do so. And I thought football was going to be tough, but certainly college basketball seems to be really running into a lot of problems right now. Yeah, and I got, I got a story running tomorrow kind of along those lines of how, you know, it was, it was challenging to put together a schedule. Um, and now comes the hard part is, is, is playing that schedule out as it's, as it's written. And I think even, even the most optimist people, optimistic people at UW are, are being realistic that, you know, the 27 games on their schedule, is, it's probably not how it's going to look at the end of the season. There's going to be some hiccups and changes and cancellations and stuff. Um, you know, there's, they have testing on their side, but that, that also means that, you know, one positive test within two weeks uh, of a game is probably going to wipe that game out. And, and they're getting some of these teams, Eastern Illinois, Arkansas, Pine Bluff on campus the day before they'll get tested and the day of also of games. Um, and, you know, again, one positive test and it's a cancellation. So, you know, I think it's just going to be kind of a day-by-day thing. Like I mentioned at the top of this interview, it's, it's you know, you can ask me something at – at noon, and it, the answer might change by 3 o'clock because I just think there's going to be so many um, moving pieces. And, and, you know, the one thing I think Wisconsin has on its side is a veteran, mature team that, you know, went through a lot last year and is probably not going to be frazzled by um, cancellations and, and a pandemic. It's just it's, it's, a, it's a group with a good head on its shoulders, and I, and I think it'll be able to get through that. Now we're just going to see how many games they can actually complete this season. 
Jim, great stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, if you get to, enjoy Minnesota. And if not, uh, we will talk again soon, okay? Thanks, Bill. Take care. Appreciate it. There you go. And that is our good friend Jim Polzine, Wisconsin State Journal, Madison.com. Follow him on Twitter at Jim Polzine, WSJ.com. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. When we come back, uh, going to hear from Marcos Valdez-Scantling. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's week 12 in the NFL. The Packers host the Bears Sunday night. Chicago, coming off their bye week, held a 90-minute practice yesterday. Mitch Trubisky, who's been seeking a second opinion on his right shoulder injury, participated. Nick Foles, who was carted off with a hip and glute injury, did not. The Bears' Matt Nagy on who will start for him this week at quarterback. Both these guys, with where they're at and their injuries, that's what we're kind of working through right now to see exactly where they're at. Packers receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling received a ton of criticism and even some death threats on social media after that fumble that cost the Packers the game against the Colts in overtime. MVS says he appreciated the public support he got from his teammates. So, you know, they, they hurt to see me hurt um, to go out and, and you know, cause that uh, mistake at the end of the game. But, you know, that's what a brotherhood is all about. You know, that's, that's the family that, that matters. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. He had one bad play, and like we say to all our guys, it never comes down to one play. There were so many factors in that game, and we've got to continue to build upon that in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show Friends of the Biofuels Association, look, if you're uh, cruising around out there and you want to do something good for your wallet, good for the environment, don't forget our uh, our friends at the Wisconsin Biofuels Association. Remind you, you can also do something great for the farmers, and that is go with E85 if you have a flex fuel vehicle or that green gas cap, uh, or if you have a car newer than 2001, chances are you can run unleaded 88 through that. And if you want to get all the facts and dispel all the myths and and do something good for the environment, do something good for your wallet, check out all the benefits of ethanol. And I know it's uh, for years it was like a dirty word, and it's not anymore. Go to abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org, and, uh, and see for yourself what they have to author, offer. Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, was asked to speak yesterday, so why did he? There's no, you know, no anger in my heart toward, you know, the media or, or anything. Um, and it's a part of the job. Um, and, you know, I can take the good days with the bad days, you know. And obviously, you know, I talked to the media after, you know, a career game the week before. Um, so I was at the, you know, the highest point of my career um, and you know, at the lowest point. So, you know, I, I can take it on both ends and, and not be phased by it. Good for him. Good for him. Kudos to Marquez Valdez-Scantling for that. He also talks about uh, after the game and then the social media and the death threats and such. 
I wasn't fearful of my life or anything. That's never the case. It was more so the fact that to get people to understand that, you know, we're, we're humans too. You know, we're not just some some number um, on a jersey. And, um, you know, I wasn't concerned with, you know, my life or, you know, fearful in that regard. Just to show that people, you can't be, you know, disgusting to, to other people, you know, around the world. Also, he talks about the threats. He said, look, they really don't affect me too much. Social media gives uh, cowards the right to say whatever they want with no consequences. And so I guess that's one of those things that, you know, with this uh, profession that we're in, you know, you got to take it for what it is. Um, Don't let it affect you. I mean, it doesn't affect me. You know, people can say whatever they want as long as, you know, the people in this building and my family, they all care about me. That's all that matters. I've said that for a long time, called it Twitter muscles for years and years and years for some people that are going uh, under the guise of anonymity because they can just say whatever they want. But he did get support from the players and the coaches after that fumble cost him the game. Those are the, the people that I you know, I care about. Um, and obviously, you know, they, they hurt to see me hurt um, to go out and, and you know, cause that uh, mistake at the end of the game. But, you know, that's what a brotherhood is all about. You know, no one's ever going to be perfect. And obviously, you know, me taking it to heart um, with that costly mistake at the end of the game, it hurt. But, you know, I got, got my brother to support me. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the family that, that matters. He also says, look, here's some advice for some young people out there that may find themselves in the same circumstance where you have a high one week and a low the next. Uh, I mean, mistakes don't define you. And people, they can't define who you are. You know, there's only one judge, um, and, and that's the man up top. And so, you know, as long as God is happy with me, men are going to make mistakes. You know, all humans are, are going to make mistakes, and there's no way around that. Um, and so as long as I'm good with God, I'm good with, with everybody else. There you go. Marquez Valdez-Scantling addressing the media yesterday. And I kudos to him, man. If you're going to come up and take the mic when uh, when you have a career game, like he said, then you, you do it when you don't have a career game, when you're one of your lowest lows. And uh, I, that's that's character, man. That's character. That that's a guy that I know it's tough for some of you to root for, but that that's character. I like that. I really do. We're going to talk some more NFL football when we come back. Packers and Bears week continues on. Michael Lombardi, our Radio.com Sports NFL Insider and former Cleveland Browns GM, Lombardi is going to join us, and we're going to talk a lot about the NFL. We're going to talk about a lot of the Packers, the Bears, obviously, a lot more. The Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.